I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Babe. Hi. I'm here with Tierney, Finster, T-Star 7. Yes. Looking, we're both really in summer looks right now. Oh, my God, we look so fresh. (laughs) A little dewy with sweat, but like... Mm -hmm pastelish yeah i have a i'm i think i'm channeling you said that okay so i'm wearing like for context for the readers i'll tell you um so i saw these photos of jackie o recently Uh and she's wearing like a scarf on her head so i was like you know what i'm gonna wear like a scarf on my head and I have not worn it out of the house, but I'm just like getting comfortable with yeah. it being in the house. And I have like a tie dyed scarf that I now I'm wearing on my head, but it reminds me of it's a Carrie Bradshaw mm-hmm. season two Sex in the City look. It's very shapely. It's not like a bandana. No. But it's neither a turban either. Mm-mm. So it's like. I feel like a turban might be taking things too far. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> And then you told me that I looked like that famous writer, <laughs> David, David Foster Wallace. Wallace. It's giving me like mad chiller vibes. It's really chill. <laughs> it's very like uh, tie dyed Kundalini as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's spiritual, sexy, literary. It's also youthful. Very youthful. <laughs> So I'm I've perfect yet to, for summer. Perfect for summer. I've yet to take it to the street. I'm feel comfortable with you seeing this because I appreciate totally. your feedback. And I'm it's doing wonders for your eyes because there's some blue in the scarf. Thanks. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Lavender, lilac. But like, I don't aqua, know if I'd want to run pink. into like Ryan or Jonathan wearing it just yet. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> like mean. Yeah. Like it could get like there could be a moment where I get <laughs> a roasted in a way that's get roasted, a bit too yeah, real. Too soon to be roasted. Yeah. Well yeah, the severity of the roast. Mine is cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> I could see this scarf uh like causing a serious roast. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to protect myself. Yeah, that's what Kundalini is called. <laughs> <laughs> the womb. <laughs> um but I had Okay, so I had a in- I have an interesting thing to share, Yay. which is that I went on a breakfast date with a, a gentleman of a certain age. Yes, um, that age being like seventy. Wow! Did he pay you? No. Is that rude? No, but I, that <laughs> definitely crossed my mind. I was like, "Do I like? Is this something that could be?" Could be. But I don't think that's his vibe. <laughs> I remember you're like, Daddy, are you rich enough? Like, 
so where did you eat breakfast or what type of place did you eat breakfast? We went to King's Road Cafe. Okay. And we'd met this weekend at like a Grateful Dead or a Jerry Garcia band cover band show. So he's like on a deadhead tip. Yeah, in the mood. And I just thought to myself, like, I was intrigued. Yeah, why not? I've never, like, post staircase. David Rudolph, I feel like, has opened up a whole new genre. genre. Yeah. It's a hot genre, too. Yeah. And I, I also, it's a respectful genre. Oh, yeah. He's, In terms of how they treat you. Yeah. So respectful. Totally. Which I love. The pussy's on a pedestal with the older men. <laughs> with senior citizens. Yeah. <laughs> I keep hearing this term. I never even knew it till recently. Like... Octogenarian. Octogenarian. Yeah. <laughs> That's like your new sapiosexual type. It is. And I kept thinking like, I was like, okay, well, I'm intrigued by this person. He like sought out my contact information. He for has my good fr- taste. Yeah. For my friends that I was with. And I was like, okay, what's the harm? Like, there's truly no harm. And like. No. You know, love is love and the age has no limits. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of like, I'm intrigued and uh, we'll see. I don't associate you with a lot of older guys in the past, though, even the most free spirited times. Like, I don't have any image recollections of that. So it is new waters. It's very new waters. I like it. I love older man. <laughs> I kind of love it. I'm sure you and you you're like little Miss Daddy. Like. I know. I was like, I'm really just looking for like a father figure. Which is cool, especially if they make you come. Yeah, I don't know if I'm like ready to- ready for that element. So you're just like having a platonic date? We're just having a friendly <laughs> a discussion. Family a fa- vibe. <laughs> family vibe. You're creating a family from the dead. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where was your deadhead event? It was at the Mint. It's oh, like a indoors. Yeah, indoors. Cool. It doesn't, you know. I thought it was like festive. No, it doesn't have sure. to be a festival. I thought it was a lot only, of these events are indoors. I had no idea deadheads went indoors. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot about dead heads from Roseanne that was my biggest exposure because like she names the baby Jerry Garcia in the show on the reboot or the original original who's the baby she I think it's her own baby she had too like I don't know it was like did she have a baby after DJ yeah she had little Jerry Garcia (laughs) what (laughs) yeah I didn't know this he's like really cute blonde cherub kid and like and she said your name is Jerry Garcia Yeah, there's a really infamous amazing episode of Jackie and Roseanne going on a road trip like when Roseanne's deeply pregnant and is sort of having this existential like fuck it's coming like let's yeah. go have a little fun or something uh-huh. um and i don't know what ensues but like there's some psychedelic dream or uh discovery or she's like meeting people on the road with little signs and yeah. it's all grateful dead so that's like how i kind of got into the culture but <laughs> so that's she, pretty much where i've stayed <laughs> she really latched on like she wasn't like <laughs> listening to the music she just like met a lot of deadheads and really connected with that that's culture. my recollection but i don't know exactly i think she already was a fan in the show oh, okay but then some stuff was stirred and little jerry garcia was born wow and his name is just jerry garcia What's Connor. Their, Connor. Jerry Garcia Connor. 
He looks so cute, too. I'm going to show you him later. I need to see pics of Jerry Garcia I don't know why. Connor. I remember my mom telling me that that was her real son, but she could have likely made that up. Yeah. I'm shocked that Roseanne has links to the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, as well as Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> a lot of music. <laughs> that I don't know. I feel like you know those genres of... The intersection. Silly rock. I don't know. (laughs) Silly I don't... I take actual offense to Grateful Dead being called silly rock. I heard you talking to Ed and you were saying something was too silly for your taste. And I was like, well, it must be silly. (laughs) Yeah. It's way too silly. It's pure silliness. Uh, Who loves Silly rock. Like, doesn't Katie from Vanderpump Rules or... I don't know. Someone like that. Whether it's her or someone in my real life that looks like that loves fish. They're one of oh, the Broad City girls. Yeah. yeah who <laughs> don't just, they look alike? Do, yeah, they kind No, they don't look Abby alike. And Katie. Abby and Katie Maloney. That's what who they I don't was thinking look of. Alike. My friend, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> but Abby like just had a picture. She met all the fish band members. She deserves that. She deserves that. Like, I was happy for her. joking she's done about it. Yeah. I was really happy for her, but I wasn't like jealous because I was just like, they're too silly. Yeah, it's not your vibe. It's not my vibe. I would have been incredibly jealous if it was like dad and company yeah totally yeah you can meet them soon yeah i feel like one of these days i mean i feel like your breakfast date would totally love your scarf look yeah that's something safe about him i think he is like a safe person to wear experimental fashion around which is a requirement for Mm -hmm. a real relationship yeah so uh, we'll see but I wanted to also okay, so we got like a lot of conspiracy theory oh, yes. feedback based based on our top our talk about like Pete, the PizzaGate truther. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I was thinking about the conspiracy thing because I, oh I know the conspiracy that I was saying right after we went to eat after mm-hmm. we're doing that, and I remembered a conspiracy I wanted to speak about, but then I was reflecting on that and feeling like, why were we even talking about conspiracies? But it was the truther. Yeah, it was the truther. Based on the reader mail of of the Britney. interacting online yeah. with like different views. Do you intervene or just let a truther live their truth? Let them truth. You always let them truth. Yeah. Wait, what was your theory that you wanted to talk about? Oh, it was Kat Marnell tweeting about the... Um, about basically about Anna Wintour only loving short hair. Yes. And she was saying that she was obsessed with Renee Zellweger during like the May in 2000 Zellweger streak. Her Chicago era. Basically Zellweger was in vogue like way more than she needed to be based on what she was, even if she was having a successful acting career that Mm -hmm. like they're like having her to be this like fashion plate for no apparent reason other than her short hair. Yeah, I remember that and feeling confused. And always just like such a magazine person, you Mm -hmm. know, she's always in them. And then once she was sort of not in the picture anymore, it became Carrie Mulligan, who Yeah, she had a real always has her in vogue. Mm -hmm. And then she was saying that the only fashion editors that she worked with at Condé Nast um, when she was still in the beauty departments there. Uh, they both, like, cut their hair. Most notably, Eva Chen from, like, Instagram now does all the fashion stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that she cut her hair 
before she was promoted by Anna, basically, and that even in her wedding, she has hair extensions making her hair long, but she took them out for work right before and right after her wedding. Wow. So that was sort of the icing on the cake of that conspiracy for me. That is like, I believe that. Yeah, I Because Anna has true. short hair. Exactly. And she wants like, like-minded, short-haired women to totally. be around. And of course, there's beautiful hair of every length, but I feel like these two examples that were raised of Zellweger and Mulligan, who I'm really unclear on who she is. Like, did she date Shia LaBeouf at one point? She dated Shia, and then I think that's the only reason. And then I know she her really name. came like she threw down in shame. Like that was, I oh, think, okay. like her, her breakout role. role. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, but like I feel like the type of short hair they both have is pretty similar similar you know what i mean it's not like a very there's a lot of different types of short hair so we shouldn't pigeonhole i just like could not go that short i don't think i would feel very naked with a short hair moment oh yeah i mean it's like you want to have these positive politics of like all length is amazing and like whatever your hair is embrace it you know but Mm -hmm. i mean i guess I'm just trying to say that when I cut my hair short, because it was all so dead from, as we discussed, being yeah. platinum, um, I wasn't sitting in front of a mirror because my friend was cutting it for me. And when I looked in the mirror, it was the first time that I ever drank from sadness because I always <laughs> made that like a rule. Like I never was really doing that. Yeah. And I went straight for the booze when I saw my hair. Like, what the fuck? Like, it was such a huge shock and horrible thing for me. Yeah. The last time I cut my hair short, it was like, I just like got in the mood to do it. And then it was like a really, it's always been like kind of just like a very quick decision. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, do it. And then I was really into it for like three days. And then I was just like, fuck, why did I do this? Like, it's going to take two years to get back to the length that it was. Like right now I'm finally feeling like I felt with my hair length pre blonde, which if you look at photos, it was still extremely longer back then. Mm -hmm. But it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Like the longer. It's just about the how you like to feel. Like I like to feel pretty femme. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. A yeah. little curl down your back. So nice. I like a hair touching like the back of my arm. Yeah. Or like exactly. a hair bra. Like, oh. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> what is know. that feeling? <laughs> Nico like pass me my friend and be like, oh, look at this hair. But really, I've laid it out. Like. <laughs> I'm like totally basking in it purposely. He's like, oh, look at this hair. And I'm like, oh, oh you noticed? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? But I think of you with like long hair. You're so, I don't know. It's not even beachy, but it's just very like femme, flirty. I've always known you with long hair. Yeah. I've always known myself best with long but hair. But looking at you, like you have a shorter layer in the front. Mm-hmm. I like a short layer. In yeah. The front. When I'm looking at it, like if it was all that length, it'd be super cute too. Yeah. And that wouldn't be, but that's still like way longer than these short hair fashion people were talking about. Oh, yeah. No. The short hair fashion people is like a Kristen Doty, like Bob. Yeah. Which I can't, like, I I don't even know what her hair looks like. I think it's just kind of like thin. I'm surprised that she doesn't have extensions. Go off. She doesn't need them. Nobody needs anything, but. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to see her with like a gorgeous long I hair. I think she would look hot with like a little bit more length yeah. and volume, because Dodie is hot, but like, 
something. Just, you have hair problems with her. Yeah, I do. Yeah. What are some other conspiracies? I want to see like what other people were saying. That Beyonce didn't carry her baby. Oh, though. yeah. Beyonce didn't carry her, her first, first one. Baby. I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, I've always. I've ha- I like have on pretty good authority that that's true. I feel weird saying that in like an area that it can be like recorded and then somehow get back to her because like I don't want to mess with her like vibe. But we are journalists. We're journalists. We owe it to ourselves (laughs) and the community. Yeah. So. I mean, I have never thought Beyonce did carry that baby. Um, The second that she sat down in that foam belly thing, I was like, no, the jig's up. I don't think it matters. And I think she sure as heck showed us that she did carry the twins. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know. The second that that foam thing happened, she had to then just pretend, like, go die hard of, like, I am carrying this baby. Like, because you can't really back down from that and be like, I got a surrogate, like... (laughs) Uh, I messed up. Like, sorry. <laughs> you might wonder how I got here. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you probably were wondering yeah. how it got to this point. Yeah. 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 So you had to just go, you either admit the lie and like come clean or you lean in even further you and like just go stick with full it, I believe most situations. Yeah. Don't lie. But if you do, if you keep do, it going. Yeah. Why? When caught in a lie, this is something people used to say at boarding school, which was when caught in a lie, deny, deny, deny. <laughs> people, the community was teaching one another. Yeah, lie. the students would teach each other because we'd always like be encouraged to like cop out on each other That's or like horrible. cop out on ourselves, and so they would just they pressure would say you. It pre- like that. Yeah, cop it was called out. copping out. You had to cop out, like. Every few months, you had to write cop out lists of like every bad thing that you did, or and like, and not not only things that you did, but things that you know about other people. That is so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so then it was when caught in a lie, deny, deny, deny. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Everyone deny. Yeah. I don't know. Conspiracies. Chloe. Oh, someone had emailed Chloe Being and OJ. Yeah. But that's like also I feel like just truth. We know that's true. Yeah. That's no longer a conspiracy. <laughs> no, I mean I don't think there's any ethical problem. I mean people are like like we're no not people. Chloe would be like, How dare you talk about my father like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like how dare you not recognize your true father? It's mean to Uncle Juice to like not let him be a dad to her. Yeah. I well, bet he just wants like- to be. I'm sure he wants to be and I'm sure he's like reached out or whatever. And like, I feel like the way that everyone partied back then, like in the hate in OJ's oh, heyday, yeah. like they were all swinging wives. Yeah. Yes. That was like a common practice. Totally. So it's not wild to think that Chris Jenner could have gotten knocked up by him. Not at all. I mean, and maybe Chloe doesn't really think it like maybe the relationship between her and Chris is such that she's Chris really is not telling the truth. that. Yeah. yeah. When caught in a lie, deny, deny, deny. deny, deny. deny. That sounds like a Chris Jenner, (laughs) like, mantra. Yeah. Totally. There was... Oh, I know a new... What is it? What is it? (laughs) The new conspiracy is that uh, Kanye and Amanda Lepore had a relationship Mm. pre-Kim, and that 
because Travis Scott is on good music that that's part of the reason or that is the reason that Amanda Lepore was removed from the Travis Scott album cover Mm -hmm. that basically once Kanye saw it he like wanted his trigger his queer trigger yeah like removed Obviously, that's not something that Travis or David LaChapelle have commented on. And Travis did comment on yeah, it. Yeah, he commented on it, but he wasn't. But then like, everyone trolled. Oh, Kanye hated it because he fucked Amanda. Yeah, so we had he, to get rid of it. But he, everyone was trolling because his statement, they were like, Chris Jenner wrote that. Like, they were yeah. like, great words by Chris Jenner. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think like. I love queer trigger. You know? Yeah. Because that's like. I once wrote a fan fiction. Did I send you the Kanye fan fiction I wrote? No, I want to read it. It is so good. Wait, will you bring it next time and yeah, read it? Okay. I definitely will. And like, it really deserves a home because so many mm-hmm. things changed right after. You know how like last year was like pregnancy, pregnancy, did it like many changes happened. But yeah. for a while it had been stagnant as fuck with the Kardashians. And that's why I think so much change happened. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so like, I didn't get to share my fiction more widely because it, so many changes happened that then it was like dispelled. But some of the truths remain salient, and I would love to share. Yeah, you need and to. I need a reading on the next of episode. Queerness and masculinity, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that a lot of men. I mean, I think that a lot of people. It, I mean, this is kind of proven exists on like a scale. Yeah, and are interested or have flirted with the idea of engaging in like queer sex yeah and i don't think that there's a problem with that like anyone that listens to this podcast knows that above all i value bisexual men totally and i like urge them for everybody in terms of anything like Mm -hmm. who cares what and not even like having to put like a label or a name on it it's just like oriented towards truth which is desire which is not like a dogmatic label and so i just feel like travis like even if chris wrote it or whatever like it was cool that he said something one i thought it was unfair because i know that travis's main stylist is an amazing iconic trans woman Mm -hmm. so i'm like he's for sure not removing her in like a transphobic way or at least that was my perspective on it yeah so i think it's good he offered context but what I thought was funnier and a little bit more PR specific was that the day or two before that statement was released and it was like the day after the main backlash about that, mm-hmm. Kylie was on her story videoing with Caitlyn, who I haven't seen on Kylie's story in like some time except for maybe like one quick baby moment. But like Caitlyn's never on that channel. So I was like, Calculated. okay, chill. Yeah. This is damage control. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Okay, so I have not kept up with the Kardashians, like, as far as their show for the for a while now. It's probably been years. Yeah. And then I kept seeing these Daily Mail articles about like this epic fight that they have. And then I was like, okay, I'm tuning in like I'm doing it. Basically kept up with them forever every sunday evening since 10th grade wow love that <laughs> i can't, can't believe it goes back that far but yeah, it definitely does I think 2007 i was in 10th grade and less so now i'm i'm yeah. fully back i'm keeping up and i wanted to talk about this fight because i, I was like it. it's breaking the fourth wall it's so breaking the fourth wall and i i feel like there are elements of it that are like fake but then there's an underlying it's not it's not fake and what's hilarious about it to me if you don't mind is that 
It's I don't like, mind at all. <laughs> go, go, please. Go it's right like, ahead. What go off. What I think off. is so ingenious about it is that they've actually, by emphasizing it so much on, mul- on multimedia, on social media, they've made it seem way faker than it is in a such a specifically Kardashian way. Yeah. Like by, by hashtagging every exactly. one of their responses yeah. to each and other. By doing that so actively with the show, like then it makes every like basic critic on the internet be like, Oh yeah. PR PR marketing agency. It's like, you think that they're be- like, um, using the conflict to get eyes onto the show, but really they're emphasizing the conflict so that people think that's all that they're doing rather than have like an existential philosophical discord between the two main players on the show that is really real and it's yeah. about things like motherhood and lifestyle. And I feel like Courtney saying, I wish I would, di- if I had enough money, I wouldn't be on this fucking show. That's real. Yeah. And like, so I just feel like the social media theater of it takes away some of the gravity of like the actual fight that did happen. Yeah. Cause when she said, like, when she said that and she was like, I want, that was a big moment when she said, I, I would not be on the show if I had enough money. Yeah. But then when she was like, I miss so much of my kids' lives and like, I, want to have these moments with my children where I put them to bed or like pick them up from school and I don't get to do that and they need that and they're missing out on that that was like whoa holy shit because like I feel like they pride themselves in being this like family that's like all about like kids and like all everyone's together and like not like that yeah she's not doesn't even seem in the show like that that doesn't mean you don't love your kids she's just not No, that but i think that they're with like a nanny yeah. and then when the camera they have like one minute because i then i started watching the show and it's like there will be one minute where it's like the nanny's like okay go run and say hi to daddy yeah. and like the kids will run in like fuck around for a second and then run out and yeah. it's like they're being cared for by like paid help and i'm sure like that kim sees her kids every day and enjoys their company every single day but i think that's one of a million tasks she does every single day she's obsessed with like all of her businesses and courtney's not obsessed with all of her businesses which is a pretty cool conversation and like resonant conflict i think to have among moms because like there's so much opportunity and ability for women to like do it all these days that mm-hmm. I think it also becomes its own immense pressure to be like, what if I don't, what if I simply can't do it all? Why do I need to be like a super businesswoman and a super mom and a super wife or just like even like a super wellness, you know, fit? Like there's so many priorities to have that yeah. like I feel like having the conversation about people's priorities is really interesting. Mm-hmm. At the same time, how much is Courtney missing? She's with her kids all the time. She's with her kids all the time. Most and of the I promo was like, stuff she does is in LA. Yeah. Um, they went on vacation with her for weeks. They were on she that shoot with work, her. Yeah. Really? Like if she works, it's a few days a week. I mean, I don't know her schedule, but I just know like she does sponsored posts from her house. She does like press stuff, of course, but it's not really that much. They don't need to like do press tours. They just live. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, while I hear that, and I can imagine Courtney wishing she just had like zero to do with any of that and yeah. 100% time with her kids, that's totally real. But I feel like, in comparison to say like Kim or soon to be Chloe, like the amount of time she's spending away from her kids is not huge to me. Yeah, I don't 
I wonder that too, because it's like she does not have other responsibilities aside from the show. And I also think it is. Everyone wants to talk about how Kim is like such a fucking bitch and all that. But I would be like that too a bit because Courtney was being a bitch about like not being she's flexible a bitch. with she's that. She's always been a bitch. Yeah, it was like okay, you're and I being love a bitch and being difficult. I, mean, I study these women closely, so I yeah. can talk really frankly about that. But like, I mean. It's so weird because I feel like with family you can be you can extra bad you can be extra bad and you can say the things that you would never say to like a friend. That's why family's so good. I know, <laughs> and like because you can say just like cut deep like to the meanest deepest shit, and like so it was interesting to see them existing in that world where it's just like where kim's like you're the least interesting to look at like get the fuck out then like don't come and then courtney being like i'm sick of being i wish i was never a part of this disgusting family like your horrible values values. like and chloe's face when she's saying like disgusting family she's like oh bitch like (laughs) is that really what it is and she i i thought also was interesting when she's like i mean it's pretty balls out like to be like oh disgusting family crazy you know it's like intense to Mm -hmm. say she doesn't want to be on the show intense but to also say um i feel like we're forced to maintain these fake relationships that's pretty insane because because i do believe that they would either way you know oh my god courtney's calling (laughs) (laughs) and courtney that is a cool moment because courtney is pretty indisputably the hottest one she's so hot and also i think what's interesting so i like her pride when she like you know she knows that she's the hot one and she thinks i love her sort of looking at kim like (laughs) yeah like and her style another whatever yeah has gotten so good over like the past year like she's working i was like googling all the stylists that they work with and she has a different one from i think like she has her own that's separate i think from it might they might work with kendall too Uh but like courtney has like distinctly her own thing going on and recently i've thought that she's been like just killing it like way more than even kim has and like i like the yeezy looks and stuff but i feel like it's like once kim wears that outfit you can't wear that outfit because it's like so just like hers no i don't like any of their looks and no one's no you don't like courtney's looks no, I mean, no, but I think she looks amazing for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think what you're saying is true. Yeah. But like, she looks like, um, you know, like a lifestyle influencer, which is what she wants. Like, mm-hmm. she looks like everyone else that looks like goes to vacation in Italy. Yeah. Like, She's like an Instagram. Piece, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's amazing because it's also she got a lot of shit for like loving design and all of that, but not being, I think, you know, Kim came up with Kanye in terms of feeling access to like all this creative, you know, fashion. ideas or fashion or design stuff. And I feel like she did make, you know, even coming into Courtney's house and talking shit and all that kind of stuff. Like she did make it very clear that she had now more access to like avant-garde aesthetics and mm-hmm. that Courtney was sort of trash. So I love Courtney having an amazing time. And also it's like Courtney's ass is so enviable and amazing and she features it on vacation so like forwardly mm-hmm. and it looks so much better than Kim's and I feel her body like, is like really good I've, it looks like I mean I'm she's admitted to having breast implants but like the rest of it looks like oh you work out and eat healthy and like look like you're you do ripped. that yeah. yeah like you look good mm-hmm. but like her ass is like particularly juicy for being so muscular or something you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it doesn't get too built out it's still 
she's sexy yeah and and i don't even think that it's was would be as important if it if I didn't think that that killed Kim. Because Kim tries so hard. Like, nobody tries harder in the world to be late to all this shit and then proliferate it than Kim. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I just think Kim is, like, completely devoid of any actual taste or preference. And maybe beyond, like, sparkle or fur or something really like something she liked her whole life. Like, I think she would do anything that anyone tells her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So that alone makes Courtney like, you know, she obviously works with stylists and all that and like is looking at Instagram and being inspired, but it's not like such a militant like urgency to her looking good, which does make it look way cooler. And why I definitely would look rather wear Courtney stuff than Kim's. Like I already mm-hmm. own Spanx. Like <laughs> I don't need that shit. Like I was gonna be in a Yeezy ad the last campaign they did. Ugh. And I said, yeah, and I was sort of like, not sure if I should say yeah, because I felt like it was sort of a crazy, it was like a chaotic time for Kanye comments. And mm-hmm. like oh, was it like stuff. the it one where peak, he peak post Trump stuff? Okay. Know, mm-hmm. was recently. And then the, not the part, not the ones where it was like, everyone looked like a version of Kim. It was the one right after that. Okay. Yeah. Where everyone was like in the studio yeah. kind of like body morphing and all exactly. that but then people were like oh he ripped off it's 100 percent stolen yeah so and i was just like and the person that does it is like i'm cool with him i like him and i respect him i'm trying to be in some other shoots that aren't stolen but i do think that like many of these people that do get so many opportunities to work with huge artists they do rip so much stuff like mm-hmm. even nico was wearing some um, Chanel underwear, like a bootleg Chanel underwear in a photo. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and it's like, they're, Chanel never really made t- little tidy whities like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Kim had a picture from the same, from the same artist who did, you know, this shoot that was also copied. Mm-hmm. Um, she posted a photo that was basically the same with the same underwear on recently. But Nico's like, bro, did you just Photoshop it? Because those aren't, real like she what was she in santi alley and like even like her stylist types like aren't you know scouring for like rare bootleg stuff like that so yeah it's just funny i mean i'm always super interested in like chains of visual communication and i have quite thorough tabs on these bitches so. you do have thorough <laughs> tabs you have receipts yeah i have plenty of receipts i want to now i'm gonna i need to post like a side by side on yeah. instagram i know i'm sorry see. if that seemed too niche but when you see it no you'll that's know amazing that it's worth investigating wow and basically with yeezy i was like i'm not sure if i should do it and then I was like, okay, cool, I'll do it. Um, you know, like, how much, like, what's the rate? And then basically, no word back from them. Like, all these companies just think that everyone wants to do shit for... Fashion no is so... Cool. Fashion is so like that, yeah. too. Like, I was talking about this on another episode with Ed, where it's like, I've been approached by, like, for certain opportunities, either mm-hmm. writing, like, fashion videos or um, working with brands to, like, write copy yeah. for, like, new products that they're rolling out. And that's something I'm so... I'm, like, down. totally down and interested in, but I'm not going to do it for free. No. And, like, the second that I would say, okay, like, let me loop in, like, my manager or someone yeah. or start... Or, like, let's t- get on the phone and talk about rates and blah, blah, blah. It would be... It's, like... Dead silence. Dead silence. And then I'm, like, okay, well, you're not, like... What do you like? Even people that work for me that do like 
design stuff on for like podcast stuff even if i can't pay them well i pay them same because you cannot not pay people like it's just only the richest people try and do that people yeah that happened to me with a fashion person who asked me to write a fashion person who would not self-identify as a fashion person Mm -hmm. who asked me to write her book and i set a rate that in retrospect was like super low you know yeah um but I would have been glad to take it. Like, you know what I mean? And what, and I, she knew my writing and was super down. But then the minute I talked about money, never heard anything again. The book's out. Like, I just saw it on my friend's shelf. I'm like, damn. Like, I was thinking, like, do I, you know, do I wish I wrote this so that I could, like, have a book to show someone to get, let them help me make, you know, one of my books? And I'm like, no. No. Not really. Not like, if you're going to get unfairly compensated or not compensated like it's just not worth it yeah i firmly believe that and i think that it's not if you wait and hold out uh, some other situations will come along always that are worth it with people who want to be legitimate about things yeah like i just feel like i have been lucky to try enough things and like pursue paths like many at once basically for these last years and like i realize that like enough good things are like happen with each of them that it just totally ruins something for me if I don't feel respected by that other person so it's not so much like it doesn't matter I don't know just like I'm not gonna do a great job if I don't think that you're like a reputable person to begin with which reputable people pay and like I think there really are very you know people will always have startups and like say that they can't pay for content yet but I Mm -hmm. still think like then you shouldn't put content or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know that. But the thing is, people are down, you know, like people want to submit things because they just want to be. Yeah. I mean, there's always someone that I've done plenty of free, you know, yeah, I've posed nude for plenty of photographers that are my friends that have then gone and sold them for like thousands of dollars. And I don't even have a print of the photo, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, that's, but you just learn, right? Cause I was never asking back then for certain things because i just want to go show up to whatever that experience is you know yeah totally and that's the thing too is that you have to just decide what's right for Cause, yourself because yeah, if you want to cool. do that then yeah. that's fine exactly but like if you're feeling weird or like not or disrespected by the way yeah. someone's approaching you to like work with them then it's also fine to be like no like even over the weekend uh, a big band asked me to be in their or yeah it was like last week they asked me to be in their video over the weekend and they were like oh it's a really hot director right now and um this guy from new york is asking you know telling me the details and like then at the end it's like um there's no budget unfortunately there's no budget for supporting actors and background actors mm-hmm. and i'm like well, which one am I? Like, what's my role? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe if I'm going to be in every scene with this damn band, like, I'll consider Do it. doing it. But, like, what am I? You know what I mean? It's just, like, people always want... People just need people to show up for certain things, and we'll say whatever to, like, get them there. And I just appreciate, like, how much I've learned from, like, the producers or people who, even when there really is no money, like, make people feel really good by offering, like rides or ubers or great food or like you know little stipends like a hundred bucks is so much more than zero in terms of how it feels yeah to be approached for that Mm -hmm. 
something is always better than nothing. Yeah. So like, what can you do for me? Exactly. Always ask that. What can you do for me? Mm-hmm. God, I hope some people do some new things for me soon. Same. <laughs> I have a lot. I would love some people to do <laughs> new some things. things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so in the mood. <laughs> um, I need to talk about a couple that's really babing out, like hard, especially this week. Yes. And that is Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. Oh my God. You're kind of looking like them with your accessory today. Thank you. Yeah. I kind of am channeling. Bieber loves like headscarf. He loves a headscarf. I'm here for it. They a are like the hottest couple to me. Yeah. Like they're both just like physically beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then they also are like psychos mm-hmm. because they're getting married and he- they're both like heavily involved in Hillsong Church, mm-hmm. which is like a mega babe. Mm-hmm. And they've been spotted around New York, like weeping, crying. That's so real, right? When you love someone, you just cry. They cry at a ra- they cried at a cafe and like just looked at each other over a table and were that crying. It was like extra. It's different when one person is crying, but they're both crying. Like, I was sort of crying at Stamp Coffee Shop today, mm-hmm. but my boyfriend wasn't crying. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to have like a one person cry sometimes. It's more grounded. It's more grounded, but then like a two person cry no, is like real. No, I'd rather have a two person be more wild. A two person cry is like really, you know, things are like heavy, heavy duty emotional. Yeah. I mean, but that's like, like what's crazy about young people, right? In mm-hmm. like a, I mean, because they are quite young, right? They're like 22. They're like 22 or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you have just. You may think that when you like are 18 or something that you're dealing with some of your existential baggage or whatever, but um, you haven't. So it's like, it's so, I'm sure like I wasn't really in serious relationships, but at that age, but just like the gravity of sharing that I'm sure it's just so overwhelming. Sharing is overwhelming, but also the fact that it's like in public yeah. is also like and crazy. And they're famous. Like and they know famous. they're famous as fuck. Like, so I always am intrigued by couples having either drama in public or fighting yeah. or crying. Like I feel like those pictures, do you remember the pictures of Shia LaBeouf and his yes. ex-girlfriend crying on the street? Yes. Those are some of my favorites. Like those I would love great. to have, I would love to have one of those framed. Yes. And I think I'm, gonna do that for myself because it was iconic yes but when celebrity like i feel like in my last and i don't understand like couples that like to take walks and like work out their issues on a walk in public and view of everyone especially if it's gonna get emotal and i've done the like let's take a walk like we're breaking up and then cried on the street i don't take a walk with my (laughs) I took a walk and I cried on like a very busy street on like a bench. We both did. And I was like, this feels weird to me. Like, I don't like this. Right. And so I don't understand when like celebrity couples decide to take a walk and like cry in like, public. Go take a walk view. in your big ass backyard. Yeah. Or just like chill at home and like cry. But they must, things must get really crazy when they're just like that. Yeah, when, you know in the I mean? moment you can't, you probably aren't even thinking like, oh my God, we're at this cafe or we're riding our city bikes and like I'm breaking or down. Or like they need to be, they need to deal with it in public to keep it toned out. Yeah. Like the crying is the extent of it, but at home behind closed doors, if they're crying in public together, like 
maybe shit gets more wild. Yeah. I just am like not into walk taking and resolving issues. Um, I'm into peaceful walks. Yeah. I'm into peaceful walk and talk. Strolls. Hand holding. Thinkers. Thinkers. Lolling. Even just like the public cafe moment. Like I definitely had a really serious conversation with my boyfriend once at a cafe that I have long worked at or like gone there to ride or Mm -hmm. just get a coffee in the morning for many years off and on. And we were sitting in these two chairs that I had never really sat in there before because it's like two big leather chairs that aren't good for writing basically yeah. that's like a sleep journey for me yeah it's like, like <laughs> it's counteracting the caffeine yeah and then i was feeling like wow it's so crazy that i'm in here fully crying and he's like looking so emotional and we're sitting here and having this talk and then recently another couple when i was just there alone was doing the same thing and they both were like in the chairs yeah wow. and they were more like the guy was more crying there too wow. and i'm like i felt really seen and accepted that it's something that just happens it's a safe space. but i also felt like a loser like ugh, like i don't want to be that like when i'm looking at them i wasn't like thinking like i i wanted to tell myself like look at all this open display of communication but really i'm like ugh, like no when i see i like look at couples in that mode as like a zoo animal and i'm yeah. just like so fascinated but i would rather die than be like Part that couple it. or like be doing that and it's like i'm it's not to say that i haven't been that like i've definitely like cried in multiple restaurants like with boyfriends and had to like get up and leave the table and like go to the bathroom which was like my go-to yeah a very drama bye yeah like i can't i need it second Ah. and then like get up and go to the bathroom compose myself and then come back and like do like silent treatment no eye contact Yeah. yeah but like that's how i get into the crying is first you're yeah oh like, so first you're like, like dejected distant. and distant mm-hmm. and like they're kind of looking for a cue from me mm-hmm. but i'm not giving them one until they catch the tears falling love and then they have to be like Babe. then they have to then you make them pick up the pieces yeah and resolve the issue at the table full, yeah so you go full tears into then they need to comfort until you're a no tear yeah yeah i think i do it both worked pretty well today <laughs> Oh, my God. Do you find yourself babing out in relationships? Oh, so majorly. <laughs> like, like how we're talking about how we, how you act with family is mm-hmm. so, like, there's such different values or standards than mm-hmm. friends. Like, I realize some, like, with my boyfriend, I realize how abusive I've been to my parents mm-hmm. because I'm like wow i'm such a bitch i'm so spoiled i'm so impatient and i have many nurturing loving like i'm not worried about all the good i bring because i know it's there yeah but um i don't know what to say about it like yeah i just like even yesterday like he was gonna be like an hour late to hang out and i was like okay well don't worry about coming i love a shutdown don't worry Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Don't worry. I love just canceling everything. <laughs> and and it's not ever what I want to do. No, like, like, what he, I want is, like, come over and, and I was like, thinking, like, well, okay, like, if he, if I go to sleep alone, like, that's fine. But I'm going to wake up in a whole mood about it, too. Mm-hmm. I just am, like, a really weird, I don't know, um, like, I'm so, like, 
open, like, let's cut our veins and be one, like, soul, like, too deep, too heavy, too much, mm-hmm. you know? But then I also am like, we only have 10 minutes, I need to get a coffee in 10 minutes. Like, I'm very regimented, yeah. as we've discussed, and, like, very into, like, waking up like a bat out of hell and, like, getting my life every day. Mm-hmm. And so... Like, I don't know. I think it's just a really awkward. There's like so many types of babe because it's like either I'm a bitch and you're harshing my vibe or like ruining my plan or um, or you're just like too distant, like an hour away from me. If I haven't seen you in a couple of days, I'm like, if you really wanted to, if you've really been missing me, like you're texting, you would be here on time. Yeah. And but I don't really get so like. When I first dated this person, the first time we ever, like, broke up, there's been a couple, um, (laughs) I literally flung myself out of his bed (laughs) into the floor and laid there, and I was like, basically, we had been having some, like, BDSM-ish sex Uh the night before, and it got to a place that I wasn't super comfortable, but it wasn't intense. It wasn't yeah. like the necessary thing you would think of or whatever. But like, I just wasn't feeling it so much. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And so we stopped and it was cool. But really that was like a human moment where like I had given him space. He didn't do anything that was violating any consent or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But then the next morning me rolling out of the bed like that was to show myself as a piece of meat Mm -hmm. and to like roll myself out of the bed and be like, okay, here, like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like, yeah, like fine. It's like, fuck me on the floor. Cause I'm a little, you know, rag doll that you don't give a fuck about. And like, I remember I was in a gown, which made it funnier. Heightened the drama. Yeah. And it was Thanksgiving morning and like <laughs> he was just looking down at me like as I like impale myself to the floor writhing around like a f- crazy brat and like it turns out that's not that attractive. Like no. they I thought we were just having like a moment of like I'm threatening to break up with you because I'm being dramatic. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm just not sure if I can give you what you need emotionally. <laughs> and then I went crazy, you yeah. know, like crazy. And I don't know. I I feel like um, it hasn't been all like a straight shooter or something <laughs> or like, you know, like there has definitely been other bumps in the road. But I think that was like my peak, babe, with this moment, you know? Yeah. I'm someone like I definitely value my freedom. So and when I and I can get in like a mood if I feel like I've spent too much time with a certain person and just like get out of my space like I just don't want I need like some a break and I don't want to see you for like hours or a couple days or whatever. But I also like I find that a lot of the time or in the past, especially in my twenties, like I don't know how to communicate that. Exactly. And so it comes out as like 
rejection or yeah yeah, like i'll be a bitch or then i'll just be like oh i just like don't know like yeah just like leave or like i want to like it's like i want to make someone i want to make my significant other feel like shit and then want to leave but then love me so much that they protest and they want to stay and so they like accept my bitchiness and yeah. then, like, kind of fight through it. And, so then, then you don't even respect. know what you are. So then I don't know what yeah. I want. So then, obviously, it, like, backfires. And then, right. like, I'm thinking of this one time, this guy that I dated in college was, like, love of my life. We, like, had spent a few days together, and I was just, like, woke up in a mood. And I was just, like, everything he was saying was annoying. And I just was, like, going into, like, shut down bitch mode, like, get out of my apartment. Yeah. Like, And so then he finally left and he drove a motorcycle. And so I went into like the garage and to like find him and Uh like kind of explain myself. But that never goes well because I was just like, I just think it's like too much, you know, like it's like you're here and like, I just like don't know. And then he takes that as like, okay, well, I'm over you. yeah, Yeah, I'm over you. So then he leaves and then immediately I like break down in tears cried for like the next eight hours like called everyone i knew like my best friend yeah yeah like my mom like just weeping crying being like he's gonna break up with me like i just fucked up the best thing and then i'm just like decided to solve the situation by like coming out to la for a week i was like i'm gonna go and like so i then run away like it goes into that makes even more drama yeah and so and then it's just like like almost in a way to like show it's like putting more blame on that person being yeah. like this has traumatized me so, so much, much that I'm leaving when I'm the one that created the situation when really, in the first like, place. Like you said, you probably just needed two hours. Yeah. You don't even need two days. No, I just need like you go do your thing you and like I'll like, do mine. do your skincare routine without someone there and like. Yeah. And just like have quiet time. Yeah. Also with writing and stuff like that, like. I don't like people to be around unless they're Mm -mm. also actively working. Yeah. And I do one time, not long, like a couple months ago, my boyfriend tried to like work with me on like a day like this, like in the middle of the afternoon. And I'm just like firing at a different cylinder. Like Mm -hmm. it's just not the same energy. And I don't, it's not any, um, it's not a shade to him. It's like everyone works in different ways. But like I get to be, I'm very focused for for not being focused um i like being alone and silence and if i'm hanging out with someone and working with them like i want to be like talking to them and like laughing and if it's like a boyfriend i want to be like fucking or like laying around like i don't want to just be like like yeah that's how i feel like i don't i feel like i'm getting into more of a like a partnership with my boyfriend where Mm -hmm. I'm only really newly even allowing that. And I mean, not that he necessarily wanted it at first either, you know, is more casual or just like early dating. But even like long after we'd been together a minute, like I, I never had let someone really be like in my life, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe to a party or maybe, you know, to private dates. But like, I don't know, like in the middle of the week, like even if whatever I have to do, it's not even that important, right? Like I'm yeah. I'm the one saying I wish there was new things to do. But like I that being said, I am grateful and grounded in that shit and I don't want other people around <laughs> while I'm like dealing with other tasks. I would rather just like sit in the shower together or fuck. Like Yeah. It's hard to let 
people into your life though yeah like some people are so good at it and like some people are like I look instantly at some, great at it yeah like some women or even men i know that are just like in a relationship and it's like oh my god like blah 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 and it happens so like seamlessly and then they're just like together and like yeah and i'm so not like that like i'm not like that at all i'm very like separated and then also i find myself like the thought of having to like put off anything i want to do to then like make time for another person is like it terrifies me and like disgusts me at the same time yeah like i'm just like ooh no oh my god no 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 no. and i'd rather just like be around my friends like Mm -hmm. i'm very much like i don't know i feel like my I feel like a distinct sense that like my freedom is going to be threatened by a relationship. And a lot of times it is. Yeah. I feel like when I first started dating this guy that he, um, that he knew me as someone with like so many friends or things going on, very social, very out that like he just knew my availability to be way less than it became once I was like in love with him. And Mm -hmm. then I wanted him all the time. And like, I didn't really want to blend it or make a seamless like transition out of it as much as I just wanted to be with him like alone as much as I could. And I think I also used it as an opportunity to, to like not go do some of the same social things that I've been doing like a long time, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but then I wouldn't really give him space to be, surprised by that i'd be like what the fuck you should be honored that i want to be with you all the time like look what i don't do instead of be with you know so i can be with you but he'd be like why don't you go to that concert (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. you're like what are you saying you don't like me (laughs) yeah exactly i've been dating this person on and off but mostly on for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. or more and he's met both of my parents but um you know, I have, like, my mom has, like, eight siblings in L.A., so, like, we have a huge family, and on Friday, he's going to come to my cousin's birthday party. Oh, nice. And it should be, like, a turnt, fun, a wild summer vibe family party. Like, yeah. They, they're not boring or, like, formal or anything, mm-hmm. but at the same time, part of me has a deep fear of babying about it. Yeah. Well, that's, like... That's a step, right? Like that's a step in a direction that makes that there's more at stake. Exactly. The more you let someone in, there's more at stake. Exactly. And I, but I, the reason that I really want it to happen is that I don't want it to seem like, not that I don't want it to seem like as if it's just about appearances, but like having been with him a lot and for a little bit of a long time now and like experiencing so much with him, I'm like, I'm not trying to keep you in a lane. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I actually, I think more than anything, I'm scared that you're not going to take to being in all these areas of my life. You know what I mean? Like once you see it or experience it, you'll realize that this isn't what you want. Yeah. Or that it's not even about what you see or experience as much as it is that like, it's just a whole thing. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think like I have always been way more comfortable being someone's like fuck doll than like, partner you know and it's just been a theme it's like what i was crying about i guess today of like really trying to like think about how i can learn to be partners or just be available for certain things in my life because i am like 
pretty in my own world some, mm-hmm. in a certain way. Like I'm extremely talkative and I listen to a lot of people and like I am available to people, but like kind of within the confines of my reality all the time, you know, and just yeah. sort of like loosening control around that. Yeah. That's like a good thing to be conscious of. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's either for me, it's like a lot of like, black and white behavior like I'm either like I need freedom or feel like I'm being like my wings are being clipped or I'm like I set my sights on someone that's like totally inaccessible yeah and then I'm like that's what I want like that's who I want and I would do anything for them and like and then it just changes into like I'll never be able to get that from this person because they're not capable of anything that it is I want but there is like I'm like, okay, what is that happy medium? Yeah. And like, how do I find that happy medium? Like, how do I curb my own like babe behavior enough to where I can find that happy medium and then like soak it up? Yeah. TBD. No, trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you have to like, someone has to like enjoy. A little bit of a bratty baby to really love me, I think. And mm-hmm. luckily, a lot of people do like that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's worked for me thus far. Yeah. Yeah, because that's another thing, too, is like, I channel brattiness in relationships. I'm a brat, yeah. Yeah. Like, princess. Like, and so that also is something that I have to, like, really... I have to be aware of and like channel it in like a fun, sexy, flirty, exactly fabulous yeah. way and not like this untitled, yeah. entitled, ungrateful yeah, bitch, yeah. like ice, totally like ice queen. And like, I definitely grew up with most people close to me telling me you are, like my parents included, like you are such a fucking bitch, mm-hmm. you know, like I've heard everyone close to me say that but like not really in a friend way people wouldn't say that you know what I mean like I've sort of saved it for family Mm -hmm. like I mentioned like I don't have siblings but I have so many witnesses cousins Mm -hmm. uncles aunts like everyone like you know just this idea of like what your secret reputation is and I think it had a lot to do with like depression and secrecy and shame and like a lot of real shit you know but I'm like okay what parts of that are still like there like why am i still so agitated a lot of the time and i think it is like a control thing like i why am i agitated and why am i getting agitated at like these people specifically like why is it like my closest friends and family members that get this side of me and like i don't feel that around like this group of people exactly and i do feel and i noticed it with a friend recently who We've been sharing some like really honest, emotional sort of like without being 12 steppy or like related to anything like that. Like it feels like that, you know, Mm -hmm. it feels like a very therapeutic dynamic we've Mm -hmm. established. And I with her, who's such a lovely angel, like just such a great person, um, I was feeling some revulsion. And I realized the familiarity of that is like anybody that's super close to me, I will get like. I will feel like revulsion. I'll feel like sickened. I'll feel like really avoidant and like snappy. And that's like, sounds horrible, you know, and it won't be something that I make public to other people. But that's has so much more to do with you than it has to exactly. do with them. 
it's because I don't want to be known. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's like these, and yeah, like that's what it is. It's these moments where I have to like live in my body knowing that these people really know me. Mm-hmm. And, and love you and accept you. Exactly. And they do. And honestly, like sometimes I feel even more guilty for like being a depressed person or for like having some like, I don't know, unchill attitudes. Cause I feel like compared to so many people, like I do receive so much love, like, you know, and it's not to say that's always been the case, like universally, but like, yeah, I just, I really do. So I want to just like operate with my heart open from that place and not from like these fear, you know, mm-hmm. these fear things because every bitch is sad, right? Like yeah. that's what that is. And like, I don't know what it is. The ultimate spoiled thing that we both share that you have, like indicated with the whole scenario of like not wanting to say it but wanting them out kind of thing mm-hmm. is like the ultimate like sign of how spoiled we are is that we expect people to anticipate guests and prepare for our needs and to like identify when they change and then adjust what they're giving us based on that without Mm -hmm. us ever having to talk about it or own up to it right yeah so it's like we feel like we deserve somebody to like constantly adjust to that but we don't even deserve like we don't feel like we actually deserve to have a feeling to be able to say it yeah like to be able to give ourselves like a voice to say like this is how I'm feeling. And I'm learning because you have to, right? But oh, yeah. Like, you have to in a relationship with someone. Yeah. But it's like not a big deal to be like, okay, babe, I'm going to work for a few hours. Like, you know. Yeah. Can you leave? Right. Like, that's not a, actually a loaded thing. But mm-hmm. we think it's going to be more dramatic to do that rather than to like, mm, mm, like, you know, just it's so performative. It's so drama queen. Like, yeah. Like, I don't ever want to be the one to like leave or initiate like I need to go do this or end something. But then I also will get offended if they're the one doing that. Yeah. And so it's like it just is like. What you want, what yeah. you want, what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And like, I am happy to be in a relationship because I do feel like every relationship, friendship, work, like everything is always showing you something about yourself. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. It's always easy to think that you've dealt with something more deeply than you have. Yeah. I definitely am like every week I feel like I'm confronted with the fact that like I'm terrified of intimacy or like yeah. have all these feelings around them that it's like I that I just am like whoa that's pretty loaded yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of like well okay I could like deal with all this stuff yeah and like face it and just like do things that make me uncomfortable and like put myself yeah. out there or it's like I can retreat further but like what Look is going to get it. me yeah. closer to my end goal and like what is my end goal totally because it's also okay to have like a different approach than yeah a lot of other people if it comes to like how you want to use your time or mm-hmm. i hope you know people are <gasps> loved for our bratty selves wow you're wearing a really chic hair clip <laughs> Do you know that like Vogue just wrote about this and someone had tweeted me because it's like all the girls in France are wearing these like cheap ass hair clips that are like, yeah. And then it was like a whole thing. This is like the kind of hair clip that you 
like someone who's dying your hair at home would use to put your hair up or like yeah i, I put like half my hair up if i'm gonna blow it dry which i haven't done in like four months mm-hmm. but um i love using this clip but like i almost always hide it from people don't hide it anymore you're right on trend <laughs> i'm literally like <laughs> so relieved because yesterday i actually walked in whatever i, I went down the road <laughs> And I got a drink and to your I, local watering hole. Yeah. And I realized that I had this in my hair the whole time. And that's when they were out of iced coffee. And like, I was like, oh my God. And I had this ugly clip showing the whole no, time. No, I think it's so cute. I'm but like, I love the clip for my own pleasure. You know, I just think that people think it's ugly. No, it's very chic. It's French. It's French. All oh, the French yeah. girls are wearing it. I'm French. I think someone just sent me that from the wish list because I immediately put it on the wish list. And then. What's your f- top two favorite wish list you ever got items? Oh, that's Does so hard to instantly say. instantly come to mind in your heart, though? I love every coffee accessory that I've gotten. Oh, like really? my French press and cold brew are insane. They change your life. And also my crystal water bottle has been really, yeah it's amazing i use it every day i mean i love everything that i've got like every not to be like She's that politician. bitch <laughs> <laughs> but there's like, i'm this, sure you love everything you got it's all from your damn wish list yeah you wanted it that's the way it is like yeah. these animal and spirit cards the way i can't choose one is. thing nor should do i feel like i should be forced to <laughs> <laughs> let's do coercing you some reader mail please Dear Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, Tierney. Hi. Loved the first episode of Tierney's Arc. Can't wait to see where this journey will take us. Your conversation about being work wives really struck a chord with me. I've always had a super close girlfriends in the workplace. It's so great to have that friend you can go to when you want to grab a coffee or get lunch or just want to leave it for and bitch about everyone slash thing. My bestie from my first job and I still laugh at the babe of it all that is being 22 single living in NYC and getting paid 30k a year to work in book publishing. Exhibit A, I kept a collection of scarves at my desk for the days when I came in wearing the same clothes as the night before. But the real babe story here is the fast and furious friendship I recently struck up with another babe at my current job. I've been in this role for about a year after moving to my current city from NYC. I thought making friends at work would be a breeze, but it was actually troll. Everyone was already fully ensconced in their lives and didn't seem interested in making new friends. Fast forward to this past week, we have two big work events a year where people from all of our offices come to our headquarters or Cabo. The babe levels on that trip are out of control. The first night of the event, we were introduced because we're in the same hometown. Things quickly escalated when we both realized we loved drinking, bravo, and lolling. Within the next 48 hours, we'd spent the whole next day of the event together, which included so much wine, me breaking the photo booth machine, and her coming back to my house at 1 a.m. to charge her phone and eat snacks. Witty banter, texting, and lolling on Friday. A fun, fun, fun night out on Saturday with an ill-advised 1 a.m. edible seeing dick pics of her ex and finding out how she broke up with him a month ago because he wasn't funny enough, which is a great reason. True. Anyways, just wanted to say your work wife friendship journey warmed my heart and made me so happy and blessed to think of all the wonderful women in my life that I've met via gainful employment. Thanks for the lols. Yes. My husband was recently telling me a story about a brew moment. (laughs) TMI babe, but referred to what we know as a brew to the gut bubbles, which I think kind of translate. Ew. 
sparkly. I hate, I hate gut bubbles. Gut bubbles, probiotics. <laughs> I loved being your work wife. I loved being your work wife. We were like, we knew each other. Mm-hmm. And then we became work wives. Yeah. So it gave like an e- a nighttime party girl friendship, like real legs. Mm-hmm. And they're lasting. We're yeah. Here. And room to get to know each other better. And then mm-hmm. experience each other in a professional-ish setting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just take one minute very quickly and kind of wrap up something we spoke about last oh, week. Yes, Will yes, you let me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Basically, we were talking about the phone sex project that Laura and I worked on together. <laughs> and we made mention of this guy, the Englishman, who was a British PSO that we spoke to for this thing. Um, Laura massively trolled me. I don't know if I did something to troll you first. You got me. Yes. I got you good you somehow, got right? Me because you had Michelle. <laughs> you, yeah. So Tierney had her best friend text me from a number I didn't know and te- started texting me just like kind of flirty. Wait, te- it was about fish it was about fish yeah you were like hey i had heard you talking at work about going to the fish show to someone so mm-hmm. then i used it yeah and so then i started getting these texts from a random number being like hey like so sorry we didn't get to talk for very long at like christine's birthday party which is where i was like a couple nights before but like it was so good seeing you and like have fun at fish and i was like who is this and they were like, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. And then just kept being, like, flirty and saying and facts And then I to gave me. Michelle a photo of my uncle to send to you, being like, this is me. And I was like, what? you're sitting across from me in our office. And I was like, who is this person? Like, oh, my God, they texted me I loved this. watching her excitement. Because <laughs> like, I was a terrified but also i'm thrilled like of course it's any sort of stalker situation like deeply deeply thrills me yeah Yeah. i'm like oh my god me (laughs) so dangerous stay away what else did i tell you who was there do you think (laughs) i love the attention did you like what i was wearing at that party Mm -hmm. um okay so that's what happened there so tierney pranked me and then like a little bit later um there was a big a big room um, that I was working in at like a boardroom table and then the larger writer's room was connected where most everyone else was. Um, but again, you know, I like to be in my own world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm at this table and I'm doing my work and I, you know, I was working on a story and I get a chat from my boss and he's like, hey, uh, what are, what are, like, what's the deal with these charges from the Englishman? And I was like... Oh. And just to be clear, the Englishman was one of the PSOs that yeah. we had we had talked to uh, in the interview process and he had said, if you, if either of you want a free session or didn't he say, like, yeah. I'll do a session with you and on the, the a house. I was recording us and he was like, Oh my bad. Even you like, any yeah. of you guys, like, it, was, it was open to all of us. And Laura and I were like, we were especially freakily horny at the time. Yeah, like, we were both we were like both doing some like wild stuff. Incredibly horned up for this guy, <laughs> and just like, should we like yeah, do this? And, like, like I want like, to. Oh, would it be a Sunday night? Or it would be a morning thing. Like, when would I call? And so, I guess I also say that to say that like this, uh, my expectation of what Lara may or may not do was like really flexible. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, the, my boss is texting me, "Hey, what's with all these charges?" And I'm like, huh? You know, and he's like, yeah. And I forget the number he said, but it was basically like 
this person would have had to be speaking to the Englishman for like three days straight, <laughs> nonstop. You know what I mean? It was like thousands of dollars. Yeah, it was like $1,500 or something. Yeah. Like our boss was like, we got this invoice, like accounts receivable yeah, got an invoice. Oh, yeah. That's what was so crazy about it too because it's a yeah. large company that was creating a new thing. And so, and also I'm like, um, I'm a young 20 something. This is my first serious position with a, like a larger company. Mm-hmm. And so even having my boss talk to me about anything to do with accounts payroll is immediately like worrisome. Yeah. And I was, I, and I didn't, you know, I don't like to cop on my friends, but uh, honey, I was copping on you. Like, well, yeah. but he lured me cause I was ready to be like, well, it must've been Lara. Sorry. And then you were like, or he was like, um, do you think it could have been Lara? And I was like, yes. (laughs) You copped out on me. I was like, yes, I think it must have been. And he's like, hey, can you talk to her about it? (laughs) (laughs) And I was getting all heated. I felt so awkward out there in my little room you know like mm-hmm. all alone in this big room where like i know that these people are in there like laura's sitting there and i was like really feeling like i was gonna ruin her day and like shame her and like it was gonna be so uncomfortable and then these two and then you bastards g chatted me and you were like hey like did you take did you like do Drive. a session with the englishman and i was like yeah, oh, yeah. Was so good yeah and then i was like Oh my god yeah we like we talked for like a long time like <laughs> things like, got oh fucking god, crazy i know and you're like i know well he <laughs> sent us voice. a bill <laughs> for fifteen hundred dollars and then i was like no oh, oh and then god. i kept being like what do i do like what should i say like i'm so embarrassed and, and then- i'm like literally so earnest like an asshole like <laughs> um you know trying to formulate <laughs> advice and then it turned out that our boss and I were just trolling you. That they were on chat together having a good old time and came out laughing, swigging back their fucking Diet Dr. Peppers or whatever. <laughs> I was like, gotcha. I know. Because I was like trying to come up with, like work with him to come up on like a what could possibly like troll Tierney and like get her so good. And then we... Oh, you so, got yeah. me. But I'm sad. Neither of us had a session with the Englishman. No, but I mean, maybe his offer doesn't expire. I think that I'm ready to take him up on that offer. <laughs> we should do it Since together. Since that moment. We should masturbate together. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to continue the art. <laughs> <laughs> Since that specific moment, I had like a very distinct sexual awakening to where now I would be like incredibly down for an Englishman session. Yeah. So I think maybe we should circle back. I mean, I need, I need to close the loop on this. I'm down. Let's chat offline about how we're going to do this. I'll make it happen. That account is still active. Okay. On my end. That's chic. Okay, cool. Um, let's read some more reader mail. Hello, Lara and friends. I'm having a major life crisis and I need your help. So I recently just ended things with my first boyfriend ever and I'm 19. So I'm at a big babe stage in my life. Anyways, I need to know what to do about my ex. So I broke up with him a few weeks ago because he not, he was not very nice to me and all of my friends and family were not fans of him at all, but he was a major lawler, gave me the best sex of my life and I had the best times with him. So I still have feelings for him. And now for the past few weeks, we've been talking every day and having sex as quote, friends and neither of us have told a soul and i'm just wondering if this is a major babe thing that i'm doing and need to stop or if it's fine have you guys ever dealt with a messy breakup situation or had sex with the next let me know 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every breakup situation I'm in eventually gets like pretty messy. XX is so good. XX is the best. It's so good. And it like actually has made me get back with this person I'm speaking about because it's like, um, not because it's just so like pleasurable, but because what I bring to the XX, I realize I can bring to every day of the relationship, like mm-hmm. a lack of certain expectation or a lack of like these boundaries we put on ourselves for like likability politics or something. Like mm-hmm. you just like let it all hang out with an X. I love it. Yeah. I think that it's like, it doesn't mean you should get back together too. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I feel like if you're, being like very secretive about it or you're both feeling some sort of way that's an indicator that maybe it's like not the best idea for Mm -hmm. the two of you and also if you still have feelings for someone but you're having sex as like friends with no strings attached i feel like that's a recipe for heartbreak but if you really don't want to get back with this person but you love the sex you should have it are you good at separating that kind of stuff in your head well the main example I'm illustrating from, I am with him, so no. <laughs> but at the same time, like, yeah, I think it's like, I think it's realistic for you to know that you don't want to date somebody anymore, but to know that you love the dick. Yeah. And like, if that's something you're both chill with, like, I feel like with a lot of sexual narratives, especially for like straight women, there's this idea of like, like straight women, I feel like more than anybody are like taught to associate sex with so many other dynamics, with love, with, love, yeah. with power. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know, like I think it can just be in and of itself a chill thing. Yeah. Um, I've had it with people that I've broken up with, yeah. but have been like, oh, I would still like to have like sex with this person. Yeah. And so I don't put weight on it as exactly. like a thing. But that doesn't mean they're not going to. Yeah. And that's where things have gotten complicated. Yeah. And then I've also had it with people where I like, we had broken up, but then, and years had gone by, but then we were brought back together. But under circumstances where I really still had feelings that I wasn't being forthcoming about and like, and they were probably like, we'll just like see what happens. Like, I don't want to make any promises and me being like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. When it's absolutely not cool. Yeah. So I think you just have to be like protecting yourself. And if you really want more and you want to be in a relationship with someone And they're giving you signs that they're saying, like, I don't want to be in a relationship. Then I think you owe it to yourself to not be with them them sexually because it's, like, going to blur. You're just denying what your true feelings are. It is true that, like... Because they're not... I think it's doubtful that they're going to change their mind and be, like... Like, I don't think anyone is going to fuck anyone and then decide no, I actually love this person and, like, want to be with them. Like, that's just not how it works. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. What were you going to say? Sorry, I cut you off. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, it just makes you less available to new opportunities, which is like a balancing act I'm always curious about. Like, how do I, if I want to make change with a certain area of my life, like, 
do you have to like eliminate all the people that occupy or all the things that occupy one part to make room? Mm-hmm. I don't know that you necessarily have to, but it is commonly thought so. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. can you meet a great new guy while fucking your ex? Like, maybe, but maybe not because you're you're actually using that as like a surrogate relationship. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the politics of like having to balance that person in your life like even especially if it's someone that you have feelings for you're kind of holding a candle for secretly yeah like that's gonna come before any new dick opportunity yeah i still have one ex that i'm like scared to see Mm -hmm. because i feel like the sexual attraction is very real yeah and i'd like to keep that case closed and i wouldn't cheat but like but I mean, there's all sorts of, like, sure of that crossing a line. Exactly. I mean, honestly, me just thinking about it, it's crossing the line because it's like in its own way a fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I need to give like a toe update because I've gotten Please. a lot of messages from people about, and it seems like a lot of people's toenails have fallen off when they've been in my situation, yeah. and so far mine are still very bruised and Aww. attached. But they have these parts of them that look like it's like they're separating. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. And I'm, I, tr- I can't handle like a double toe nail fall off. <laughs> That's not what I saw on my vision board for 2018. <laughs> With the Birkenstocks. With the Birkenstocks. <laughs> I'm like, literally, I need to get a whole all new shoes yeah. now. Because I just you wear Birkenstocks. Close toe ones you mentioned. I'm going to get the closed toe or just like wear socks with Birkenstocks. What am I going to do? At least it's like kind of close to winter. So it would be over the winter. Oh my God. I Our know. winter here is so <laughs> insane. You're right. You should wear Uggs next week. I mean that or I'm going to have to truly get like a gel fake nail pedicure for six months until. Look how are my toes <laughs> permanently removed on the side. Why is it like that? Because it was bothering you had it ingrown? me. Yeah. And so they poisoned the edges of my toe, my right big toe. And now you just have a teeny thin toenail look at my other toenails too they're pervertedly tiny they're tiny but they're proportional then you have the one one. then you have a (laughs) A a tiny tim toe i know (laughs) it's actually like a fat toe because it's like a small nail which only makes the toe the optical illusion it's pretty interesting i really i can't are you afraid to get a pedicure with those toes yeah because i'm afraid someone had someone had written in that like they got they had a similar thing happen but then it was like bacteria from like unclean pedicure tools then got under then made it worse Uh, and so i'm just like i don't want to fuck with that so now i'm just trying to like casually rock these like two bruised toenails i'm afraid to like paint them maybe i could paint them i I just don't like touching my feet your own feet yeah i don't love it I do I it like, like to just lotion on my feet because I feel like it's dirty. Yeah, it's like, like you even need to. If I just bathe, I still have to like walk or put my foot on something yeah. to get to the next place, and then it's like I need an Elton John type of servant to carry me yes. from the bathroom where I would bathe and lotion my feet to my bed. Yeah, and then so my feet don't touch the floor or then another they would surface. Feel so good. Then they would and feel great. Baby foot. 
Yeah, it grossed me the fuck out. You should do that with your toe. No, that would actually, like, I could see myself peeling skin off. Please write in if you've had an amazing baby foot. The baby foot was so nasty. At first, that's a conspiracy. Baby foot is a true conspiracy that I'm a truther of that it doesn't do anything except gross you out because you put your feet. Mine did wonders. Yours did wonders. You put your baby foot for any readers who are not familiar is this like I think it's like a Japanese type of like exfoliating foot regime where you put these like gel booties on your foot Uh for like 15 minutes Uh then you take them off and then within a week you shed all the skin on your feet to reveal the baby foot that's underneath but it literally is just like your skin on your foot falls and off in your shoes. Sometimes it gets really loose. They recommend you don't wear like open-toed shoes during that week. Yeah. And the thing that's cool about it is it doesn't start right away. So it's not like, oh, within the course of the week, it'll all slosh off. No. It like takes a week to begin sloshing off. Then you just live and with lizard you, like, scale pool feet. pull on it and it'll be like you just pull on a little tug and then your whole heel comes off of skin. And honestly, I felt like I had a baby foot revealed to me that I never thought possible. Like, my feet get really dry quickly. And, like, I'm a groomed bitch and I hate the bottom of my feet. Yeah. My feet... They're pretty chill. They're pretty chill. They could use some TLC. But, like, a baby foot journey was not... I was like, <laughs> when is this going to stop? I was like, what is this? I like, I thought it was... it makes you feel really dry. Like, it doesn't feel like a moisturizing, like... No. It makes you feel worse, but then it has cool results or cool, at least, chemistry. TBD. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've been literally shedding layers of skin for like a week and a half. And what if this never stops? And I just like have skin falling off my feet yeah. forever. And then wow. it did. And I was like, wow, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love whatever reader said that they were, uh, they, I reminded them of Thumper. That's so cute. Thumper. <laughs> you are like a little thumper. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Lara and friends. I'm writing you tonight as a longtime reader because I'm a little tipsy and this is the only thing keeping me from writing a long dramatic text to my ex. Today ended our three-year friendship, two of which we were dating because he started dating someone else and I truly cannot handle it. They've been friends for a couple of months and I could see the relationship forming, but he continued to deny it until today when we hung out and he admitted to me that they kissed for the first time a few days ago. He was celibate for almost three years before we got together, so I know how big a step this was for him. When he told me, I proceeded to throw a pillow at his face and run to my bedroom where I locked the door and yelled at him to leave immediately. We had a long, sad, come-to-Jesus conversation after I got over myself where we discussed our relationship. I was more in love with him than he was with me. And I prodded him about his developing one, which he can see going somewhere serious. A true troll, considering that exact question prompted one of our multiple breakups. A part of me is happy for him, but it hurts a lot to see someone who could never fully commit to me begin this process with someone else. In spite of everything, he's remained one of my closest friends, put up with a lot of my shit, and was my first real love. I'm deeply sad about this overdue ending, but my biggest issue is that I'm afraid of babing out in his absence. I deleted his contact info and our message and call history, but TBH, I have his number memorized, and I'm dying to make him suffer, which is maybe one of the stages of grief. How do I stop myself from stabbing the both of us with this double-edged sword? 
I have a pretty babe history with him in term in times of turmoil, including leaving his stuff on his porch with no note, crying while eating pizza and walking to my apartment after an argument with him, lol, and smashing a glass dildo he got for me outside of his house. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. I'm deeply trolled because his future girlfriend is truly not cute and I can't decide whether this is a good thing, I'm hotter, or a bad thing. He likes her personality more and that's the darkest journey of all. Mm-hmm. Love and light. I relate to that part. I hate that part for you because that is a troll. Yeah. As petty as that is and how like it still is always a thing that you compare. It also just feels extra annoying because it makes you feel like, I don't know, maybe um, like ashamed for worrying about how hot you ever were to Mm -hmm. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I felt. Well, I think it's also becomes like this other reason to like practice like self-hatred because you're like god well i'm hotter so like what is wrong with me and it's like it really is not about that and it's never about that yeah no i mean it seems like i think it's good that you're ending that friendship totally because it's like what is like what is the friendship if it's a relationship that's not happening you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like if that really is what the friendship is like And if you're harboring more feelings for him, like clearly this friendship is kind of loaded because it's in the hopes that like, oh, maybe something could happen again or it's hurtful when he's moved on to someone else, then... What was your expectation? Yeah. And it's good to just like delete that. Yeah. At the same time, if you really are friends, it is just like dramatic to delete the number right because you already know it like yeah. i do that kind of stuff too like oh block, i love a delete. i block everyone delete mm-hmm. everyone but like if you actually think these people that we get all riled up with like whether we're with them or we just want to be their friend clearly they're like causing some big thing for us yeah i had a similar situation where i got like i my college love of my life boyfriend on the motorcycle was we broke up after like two years and then like a year went by and we were kind of on and off in touch. It was long distance. And then he decided to come to LA and he Uh was going to come with his best friend and they were going to stay at my apartment and I had a roommate at the time. And so it was going to be kind of fine because it was like a group of us. Yeah. But then his friend bailed on the trip. My friend decided, my roommate decided she was going to go to Vegas that weekend. So it ended up just being him and I. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like this is the moment. Like we're going to get back together and like blah, blah, blah. And it just stirred up all these feelings seeing him again. And then it was like he didn't, he wanted to sleep on the couch. Like he said that he was like dating someone else. And it was just, it truly, I was tortured. I was having like nervous breakdowns. I was waking up in the morning crying. I was like Uh, on my bathroom floor crying at one point, crying in the shower, crying, like blow drying my hair. Then like giving him the silent treatment and being like, I have to run errands. And like, it was just awful. I like cried in a restaurant about it. And like, it was just like, that's not a friendship. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then finally, after like trying to keep up this like friendship with like chill talks on the phone after that whole situation, which also ended with us finally like having to come to Jesus conversation and then go like spending the whole next day together going on a hike and like watching movies. And it felt like, oh, this is how we're it felt together. when we were in 
a relationship. And then we slept in the same bed together and like, didn't nothing happen, but it was like, okay, clearly like lines are crossed. It's like, then I tried to just be like chill for the next like month and then realized I was like heavy duty torture. And then finally I was like, I really can't talk to you anymore. Cause like this hurts too much to like have you in my life like this. Do you talk to him at all now? No, I mean, and then we got two years went by and then we kind of had like a reuniting seeing each other and that was really painful. And I handled that like a babe ass bitch. And so then things were left in like a really bad place. So yeah, it's someone I think about a lot in terms of like, I would love to have a conversation to just be like, this is who I am now. And like, I'm sorry for the way everything shook out and like, not like we're going to be friends, but just like get to a place where it's like neutral forgiveness, like namaste, live, laugh, love. So that's like something I think about doing, but I also think that that would kind of torture me and that's why I would want to do it. So we'll see. Oh Yeah it's retrograde right now so maybe some of our exes will appear in our life yeah that's always a thing i have not i was eating on fairfax before i came here and thinking hoping not to run into anyone (laughs) (laughs) on hype beast central yeah yeah they're all that that i fucked up i live right next to like fuck boy alley yeah i mean it's a bunch of 12 year olds now like yeah cosplaying them (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think let it go let it go let it go um write us emails please babe podcast at gmail.com i love how someone wrote my name in the email too that made me feel really seen address tyranny part of the community ask her questions i'm here to be a vessel for the babes like i know it seems like I talk a lot about myself, but that's what this is about. I really want to be a thought leader. You're you are a thought leader. (laughs) T H O T. -T. Yeah. (laughs) Um, follow us on babe podcast or follow us on Instagram at babe podcast. If you want to give money to this podcast, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash babe podcast and you can get bonus episodes there or join the babe book club which is a monthly book club that I just launched as of yesterday. Yes. And there's just like a lot of opportunities to enmesh yourself in this wonderful community. So take advantage. Why don't you please? And uh, yeah, we will, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.